Welcome to the Monocle Podcast. We are an independent management consulting firm, and in this podcast, we discuss our latest insights and opinions to help you achieve exceptional performance in banking and insurance together. I'm Guy Wilding, Monocle's research manager based in Johannesburg, and on this episode, we're going to be discussing the fast-paced but strenuous world of customer complaints. We also take a look at the implications of the FSCA's conduct standard for banks here in South Africa. Our guest today is Yaku Smit, one of Monocle's directors who has extensive experience across the financial sector and recently oversaw the completion of a complaints compliance assessment project at one of South Africa's largest banks. Yaku, welcome to the podcast and thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Guy. Recently, we saw Brandseye, which is a customer-focused consultancy. They released their South African Banking Sentiment Index report, um, and that focused on market conduct for banking, specifically around social media complaints. There were a lot of interesting findings, but the one that really stuck out was that during the beginning of lockdown, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, we saw a 61% increase in social media conversations there was a spike from customers to banks um, and we've seen that kind of on as a trend that as we've gone into lockdown banks are now encouraging customers to use their digital platforms their digital services and from that social media then becomes impacted as people query things online how has social media changed the way that banks now have to address complaints that are lodged against them Social media has had a significant impact on the financial services in industry. My view, positively. And I'll clearly articulate why. It has given banks the opportunity to truly understand their, their customer, their needs, and of course their, their wants. Banks should start seeing social media networks as an asset. It provides banks the opportunity to analyze trends, create insight, build and strengthen relationships with their existing customers and possibly win over new, new, new customers. Something else to add here is that it also provides banks with the opportunity to assess and analyze their competitors to understand what is working. With the endless amount of data being available online, the availability of advanced analytics, computing power and storage, the question remains why have banks been so slow in adopting the new way of working? Since the 18th century, banks have been focusing on building and promoting product, having the view that if we have a product, the customer will come. Things have changed significantly, and with regulation backing it now, we have approximately 34 registered banks in SA. Product is common across all. What is priority now? Customer service and complaints management, which is a critical component of customer service. Social media, as I've highlighted, has a positive impact, but of course there's negative things as well. And that negative thing specifically speaks to risks. Those risks, and as we are all fully aware, that one complaint by a customer on a social media platform can lead to a full-blown crisis within 24 hours, if not actioned in a timely manner. That creates reputational risk for, for the bank, if not actioned, addressed, and of course closed out successfully. Banks acknowledge and respect this, and they know getting it wrong can lead to significant reputational risk. What have banks been doing? I think the buff articulates what they should be doing. How effective they are, still to be seen. Yaku, like you say, social media is obviously this double-edged sword where you can you have access to a huge amount of data, not just about 
your bank or your company, but your competitors, how their customers feel about them. But on the other side, the, the accessibility and the reach of social media has um, this risk of reputational damage that, mm. uh, that we haven't really seen before. One of the, the facts that came out of this Brandzai report is that 47.3, so it's almost 50% of priority conversations, so these are complaints and queries that banks should be actioning on, they were left unanswered by banks in the last year. So that's quite a significant amount. And obviously that creates frustration and for the regulator like the FSCA it becomes a concern that uh, so many complaints aren't really noticed. What are some of the other internal issues holding banks back from resolving complaints efficiently? Guy, I would like to break this specific section down into two different components. First of all, things affecting turnaround time. And secondly, things affecting quality outcomes. The most critical thing to highlight when we reference turnaround time is the inflexibility and, of course, outdated systems. What do I mean when I say inflexible and outdated systems? Is that most businesses still operate with fragmented IT systems, resulting in agents having to access multiple systems to assist in the resolution of a complaint. What impact does that have on the organization and its ability to generate insight? Fragmented IT systems results in fragmented data, which makes it challenging or nearly impossible to perform real-time meaningful analytics. This is a problem. Why is it a problem? Customers are demanding it. So you mentioned that customers are looking for real-time analytics and we'll get into um, what regulators are looking for judging from the new standard. What are some of the other issues that you mentioned? So low adoption to tools and technology, lack of utilization of insights, low number of first call resolution due to the specialized nature of these complaints and incorrectly routing of complaints to business units resulting in rerouting and time lost. Things affecting quality, inconsistent complaint handling, underinvestment in quality standard operating procedures to assist in standardizing the resolution process to ensure quality and standardized outcomes, lack of consistent common understanding in minimum requirements to ensure successful closure, specifically referencing TCF, treating customers fairly, and the quality of complaints handling process undertaken by frontline staff, resulting in inadequate root cause analysis to aid in decision-making. So this year in July, we saw the release of the conduct standard for banks by the Financial Sector Conduct uh, Authority. Um, It's the first conduct standard specifically for banks in South Africa. Um, And like you mentioned earlier in the podcast, it's based on the treating customers fairly principle. And that's transparency and fairness in your different service offerings, uh, your different products. And the contact standard itself goes through various sections like your disclosures, your product design, your advertising, and section eight, which is complaints. And there's quite a big section there. So how does the contact standard for banks change the way that banks are going to approach customer complaints? And will it force banks to address the pain points that you mentioned previously? Guy, To answer that that question, I think let's unpack and understand the purpose of the regulation. So let's summarize. So the purpose of the regulation is to ensure that banks adopt 
a more customer-centric approach when dealing with, with, with customers. Putting customers first and actioning on complaints in an effective and timely manner. The standard has given banks the opportunity to reassess, and I think this is very important, to reassess the system and data architecture and the operating model that will assist in meeting and, of course, exceeding those requirements. Financial institutions need to focus on all components required to ensure effective embedment. These components can, can be briefly summarized as technology, process, data, and of course, the, well, the controls underpinning that specific solution. The release of the conduct standard for banks by the FECA is definitely a step in the right direction. Further refinement, as we all know, will come in the forms of updates to, to the actual re regulation, but the latest release provides banks with clear requirements which they can act on. My view, the regulation should not be seen as a means of forcing banks to address the pain points, but as an opportunity to deliver quality service, products, and a customer experience. The time, as I've highlighted, the time to act is now. So final embedment date is July 2021, and banks should use this time meaningful now. They should plan, of course, assess. What do I mean by assess? Perform like a maturity assessment versus the requirements as stipulated in, in the actual regulation. And of course, do remediation planning to ensure that if there's any efficiencies that we embed to ensure we satisfy these specific requirements. Mm. This is an exciting chapter for banks in moving to a more customer-centric approach. So looking through the conduct standard, we've seen that there's a greater requirement for reporting and uh, complaint analytics. Mm. I think one of the, the more interesting uh, subsections in the, in the complaint section is section 16 or subsection 16, which basically requires banks on an ongoing basis to proactively identify and manage its conduct risks. And using those insights, it should prevent a reoccurrence of, of poor outcomes in areas in the future. So how should banks be leveraging all this data? We've spoken about social media data, um, and now we've got the, the conduct standard requiring banks to use that data in a specific way. Most if not all financial institutions, sits on volumes of data that contains valuable information about the way in which complaints are handled within their organization. The data holds clues about their customers' behavior, their wants and their needs. Financial institutions, and this specifically speaks, speaks to your question, financial institutions should start mining customer data and build agile, reactive, and proactive customer re resolution platforms. What do I mean by platform? What type of platform? A platform that detect new complaint themes by using machine learning. A platform that monitors trends, spikes in themes. A platform that applies sentiment analysis to find areas of customer happiness. Getting the above right will assist them in identifying weaknesses in their process and enable them to put risk mitigation procedures in place to prevent things from going wrong again. Data is key in the successful transitioning from current state to target state, which involves greater reporting, more insight, and analytics and better visualization. With the right tools, skills, and willingness to change this is possible. They have the biggest asset already. That asset is data. 
it's their opportunity to start analyzing, visualizing, and actioning on that specific data. And, and that goes back to what you were speaking about earlier in that banks have a very reactive SLA-focused complaints yeah. management yeah. program at the moment, whereas the conduct standard and best practice would require you to be proactive, you know, mm. high communication. Um, yes, SLAs are important, but there's that balance between efficiency and quality. And I think you highlighted is that quality is, is equally mm. as important for customer experience. For listeners who would like to learn more about what we do at Monocle and how we assist our clients with customer complaints management and market conduct compliance, we recently published an insights paper on exactly this topic on our website. Similarly, if you'd like to contact us, you can find all our contact details on the website for both our UK and South African practices. Yaku, thanks again. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. Visit monocle.co.za or co.uk to subscribe for updates. From Johannesburg to London, Cape Town to Amsterdam, Monocle, we design change.